Starting off the muster for a Monday afternoon, catching up with John Pimbleton and the Sergeant Dan Farmer Roundup. John, I get a mate. How's things? Yeah, good, Andy. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Nice and warm in the studio here. A bit nippy outside, but um, whereabouts? You're up in Central, the Savo. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we just uh, doing the last year teak ceiling of a handful of heifers up here at Bex. So we've got snow all around us, and it's about two minutes from bloody closing in us. I'd say you can see a bit more coming, but um, stock are doing well, and the crops up here have done. You know, I think since we had a reasonably reasonably solid season all round by the looks. Yeah, sounds like parts of Central, especially up where you are there, going towards many a Toto, they had a really perilla for a start. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think they got dry towards the end, but um, as far as the Central Otago summer goes, I think they, they got they did pretty well by the sounds. Um, how's everything going on the ranch anyway? You're getting through June okay? Yeah, yeah, look, we uh, finished our last milking last Thursday, so uh, we're all done and dusted. Um, it was good to see good to see winter turn up in winter. A little bit tired of the damn winter turning up in uh, September, so um, it'll be nice. Hopefully, we get a get a, a bit of a spring flush that we haven't seen for the last few years. So, yeah, a bit cold in the kids' fun uh, <laughs> rugby on Saturday and the zero degrees and snow, a few tears, but um, yeah, the kids got out there and got on with it. Yeah, it looks like Harriet. Um, they had to play the game in the Arvo on Saturday Arvo, just snow on the ground there. But it's happened before and it'll happen again. And the fact is, like you say, mate, it's happening at the time of the year that should be occurring. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a scary thing to most, you know, <coughs> outside of the province. We don't only winter stock in the snow, but uh, the kids have to play sport in it too. It's terrible, isn't it? It's just a part of growing up. You just try and reiterate to the younger ones um, what it was like back in our day. You know, you just soldiered on with it. You didn't give it, eh? <laughs> Yeah, that's true, mate. That's true. Hey, John, you want to touch on today social media and the misinformation that's floating about regarding rural. Um, it's becoming quite a concern, isn't it? Yeah, look, I think it sort of goes hand in hand with a lot of the mental health, well-being, anxiety that a lot of people um, battle with, I suppose, and it's not getting any better in the rural sector by the sounds, but a lot of it's around what we choose to expose ourselves to, and old Facebook's a bit of a filthy old beast at the moment, isn't it? It's certainly... Um, if you went on there and had a look, um, probably just the way the algorithms work, you know, I don't think it's 100% correct, but the way the algorithms work, it seems to throw a lot of negative stuff around farming towards um, towards the rural community. So, yeah, it is interesting. Um, you know, got lots of Greenpeace doing a pretty pretty big smearing campaign at the moment. They don't seem to know how to engage with farmers, so the only way they can do it is to try and bulldoze um, a lot of rough, pretty um, long-drawn bows of information to to skewer the um, perception of farming. But that's just Greenpeace to a T, though. You just look at their work on there, and occasionally it pops up on there. I don't follow them as such or anything like that because, like you say, algorithms always seem to push them towards you. And there's some pretty crap stuff that they're putting up there. Let's be brutally honest about this. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we seem to be a fairly easy target at the moment. Um, look, there's certainly stuff agriculture's got to sort out um, on the fringes, but all in all, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of science come through in the, in the years to come, hopefully, and speed up because it's not quite there yet. And I'm not saying we look at the science to to justify what we're doing, but um, there's a lot of modelling that, at the moment, um, is just that. It's just modelling. There's not actually enough ground truth to actually run with those models. Do you, when you look at Facebook, um, I suppose you're like a lot of people, you just switch off it for a while because it gets to you. Do you find, though, if you look at social media too much, that it just affects your mindset? 
Yeah, I think it's a dangerous space for um, a lot of people, eh? Because they just start to think that's what everybody thinks, and that that certainly isn't the case. Um, you know, I think there's, there's some stat around Auckland being one of the highest supporting agricultural um, cities in New Zealand, and, and that's Auckland. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think it is. It, it can be you can very easily start drawing conclusions just just on what you see on on Facebook, but um, no, it could be further from the truth. A lot of things to be fair. Well, it's a good time to talk about this week is actually Men's um, Health Awareness Week. Is that right, Tessa? Yes, Men's Health Week. Yeah, Men's Health Week. So good chance for people just to reevaluate A, how much device time you actually need outside of using your phone for work or whatever, and B, just setting some goals for yourself and getting out and about and looking at doing some new ventures and just getting away from the cesspit. Yeah, that's dead right, eh? Like, um, you know, not any health has, has surely got to be influenced by what's going on upstairs. So, um, you know, if you take the right approach, then um, hopefully it's going to go a long way. If you look after mental health, hopefully it's going to be a long way to looking after your physical health too, eh? Yeah, 100%. We just can't talk about it and reiterate it enough. Uh, mental health is such a big deal these days. Um, it's okay not to be okay. That's the message that is relayed. And we can just reiterate it as well because it is just so true and so relevant because farmers, we talk about it all the time now. They're just, and social media, bang, there you go, right there. We're just targets. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a lot of loan time on farm, um, so people probably stew on it a bit more than what they should do. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, farm, the rural sector can be a bit of a lonely place for a lot of people on farm, and um, if that's, that's one of your connections, it's a bit of a false one, really. Yeah, absolutely, it's a false connection if it's like that, and, you know, if this gets message reached somebody out there who's just thinking, you know, I need to go out and have a yarn to somebody, have a yarn to your neighbour, have a yarn to whoever, it's just a great chance to go there and actually just have a yarn to somebody, because a problem shared is a problem half. That is something I will never get tired of saying. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally, Andy. And look, you know, we just look at those um, drought shouts that um, the catching groups, yeah. Alliance and all those guys um, put on. You know, uh, that was, the mood was actually really good, even though we're in a in reasonably uh, frustrating time to, to be farming in the south. Um, the mood was actually really good because there'd been a lot of isolation through um, mandates and such like. And um, so just to get everyone in the community back and having to be at the pub um, and just, yeah, it was good. It was it really just sort of confirmed what you're saying. Having a yarn, realising somebody else in the same shitty spot um, and just having a beer and, and realising that, you know, it's not your fault and um, it is what it is and get on with it. Just finally, mate, uh, the rest of the week, what have you got on? Just pretty much just winter mode? Yeah, mate, look, we're just getting the cash. It's all pulled apart and set up, ready to roll. Um, when the sun comes out, we're going to start cracking on and getting a bit of fencing and stuff tidied up. We, um, we're not wintering any cows this year. We did all the wintering last year, and so uh, not a lot of maintenance got done. So sort of a couple of winters of maintenance to catch up on, and obviously staff are um, taking the time off. We've got a young Lees lad. He's um, headed home for the first time in, oh, he's over three years now because he's meeting his two-year-old boy who he hasn't met face-to-face yet, so that's pretty neat to see. So yeah. the border's opening. Um, it's fantastic to see these people that support our industry being able to go home, um, it's been a massive sacrifice for these people, far more than I know us farms are battling with short numbers to supply us on farm as far as labour goes, but every industry is in the same boat, but um, the people making the sacrifices that are from overseas are the ones doing it, um, you know, really got to turn the hat off to those um, immigrant workers, uh, uh, you know, they've really had a tough couple of years, three years to be fair. Well said. Hey John, got to go, thanks for your time as always.
Cheers, guys. See you later. John Pimbledon there in the Sergeant Dan Farmer Roundup. Um, some great words to you. Stories like that, people that haven't seen their family for three years, haven't seen their children, um, you hear these and it just, it's just not right. But finally, slowly but surely, um, these people are getting to go home and see loved ones. And it's, it's a good news story. We can't deny that. Coming up next on The Muster, we are catching up with Penny Simmons, Invercargill MP. It's part of our political roundup we do month uh, weekly here on The Muster, that should be. It's up next.